Michael Swickert here. Welcome to Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili is brought to you from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, which you know is the chili capital of the world. This week, there's a new question. Do you want a wet or a dry duck? Strange question, but if on Thursday, August 24th, you happen to be in Deming, New Mexico, it's a question you'll hear often. Wet or dry duck? You see, 44 years ago, 1979 to be exact, there was an informal meeting of town leaders in Deming, New Mexico. They were talking about town concerns over some drinks and cigars and According to an interview I did with a newspaper editor who was either there or was closely tied to the meeting, the subject that thousands and thousands of people went through dimming, but they didn't stop. They were on Interstate 10, either going to Arizona, California, or going west of Texas. They didn't stop. They didn't stop to spend bucks on, oh yes, they thought about, let's have them spend bucks on ducks. It was the D in Dimming and the D in Duck that got the duck races. Everyone likes alliteration, alliteration, yes, of Dimming and Ducks. My interviewee gave the off-the-cuff remark that if it was Lordsburg, it would have been an L and maybe it would have been Llama races. I think he was just being funny. So if you go to Dimming to see the fast ducks this week, you can rent a duck for a race, either dry land or on water. I've gone. It's something that made me laugh a lot. A lot of fun to have in Dimming this week. Only thing better is to enjoy the duck races and then eat some good hatch chili with your friends as you laugh after the races. Now, a little New Mexico history. There are many tourists in our tourist area of southern New Mexico. One asked me the other day if the little settlement of Garfield, New Mexico was named for the cat Garfield, cartoon cat Garfield. Nope, long before Jim Davis in 1978 syndicated the, Gar, the Garfield cartoon, the cat, the owner John, Odie the dog, the little town of Garfield was going strong. In fact, the post office was established in 1896, and the area was a prime growing area. It was named to honor the 20th president of the United States, who was unfortunately assassinated early in his term. He was the second shortest tenure in presidential history. But you need to know he was a very interesting person, James Garfield. That's who he was. Born in Ohio in 1831, he was the very last, the very last U.S. president to be born in a log cabin. And while he wanted to be a sailor, that didn't happen. For one thing, he never learned how to swim. But he did drive mules that pulled boats on the Erie Canal from the Erie Lake to Ohio River and he said he fell in the water about 16 times, but made it to shore and actually could kind of swim after all that. He also contracted malaria, so he had to go somewhere else. He was very studious and so went to college and graduated. He graduated in 1856 from Williams College, a private college in Williamstown, Massachusetts, established by the Congregational Church in about 1793. He specialized, this is kind of interesting, ancient languages. He studied law and obtained a, 
was ordained a minister in the Disciples of Christ Church. James Garfield was an early Republican with the party that was just starting then, and he served nine terms in Ohio's 19th Congressional District. Um, Back then, there were a lot of office seekers, and they could just relentlessly chase presidents. You can't do it today. On July 2nd, 1881, a disgruntled office seeker shot Garfield, and this was before modern medicine, so there was no protection from germs. The, the bullet wasn't so much the problem, it was the doctors who were not sterile. Over about 80 days, Garfield got more and more ill. He died September 19th. The president was celebrated in the Hatch Valley by being named in the town of Garfield. More New Mexico history. One New Mexico governor only served 32 days. That's true. That is because he finished New Mexico Governor Edwin Meacham's term as governor before the newly elected Governor Jack Campbell was to be sworn in in January of 1963. This was Tom Bullock. He was the lieutenant governor. Sounds a little confusing. Well, U.S. Senator Dennis Chavez died in office, so the governor of New Mexico had to appoint someone to serve the last two years of the senator's term. So four-term New Mexico governor Edwin Meacham resigned, had a deal with Tom Bullock, that, and he was appointed uh, then because Tom Bullock became the governor as soon as Edwin Meacham resigned, and he appointed Edwin Meacham to fill out the final two years of uh, Chavez's senatorial term. But that is not what I think of when I think of Tom Bullock. I think of him and his wife, Alice. Both of them worked well together. They were farmers and agriculturalists and researchers into new methods of growing plants and, and trees. Alice Bullock was born this week in 1920. She died at age 93 in 1913. Tom Bullock and Alice were modern-day Johnny Appleseeds, if you will. They loved to plant trees. He had a ranch up by Farmington. You see, he was elected mayor of Farmington a very long time ago, 1952. It was a very small town. Do you know when he was elected, it only had 20 feet of pavement? He changed that right away, added an airport, and out on his ranch, they grew lots of trees. Well, Tom and Alice distributed thousands of trees and plants each year in towns in New Mexico from the mid-50s to the mid-80s. Many of the shade trees you see in New Mexico public parks came from the Bullocks and their Farmington, New Mexico ranch. The Bullocks didn't move to the New Mexico governor's mansion when he briefly became the New Mexico governor since it was only for 32 days. I mean, would you do all that moving from Farmington to... No, I wouldn't. Instead, they commuted from their ranch home in Farmington. The ranch is now the Bullock Museum of Fish and Wildlife with over 4,000 stuffed animals, including many rare species. The Tom Bullock um, Forest Park in Albuquerque is named in his honor, and Alice was and is also named. One more moment in New Mexico history I'd like to talk about. In July 1898, there was the Battle of San Juan Hill. I'm sure you've heard of it. And it included Teddy Roosevelt riding up the, the San Juan Hill on a horse. Well, it included a number of soldiers from New Mexico. 
They joined in the spring of the year when war with Spain and Cuba was just about to start. They formed the Rough Riders. That was the first United States Volunteer Cavalry, one of three such regiments that were raised in 1898 to fight the Spanish-American War, but they were the only ones who actually saw combat. To be in the Rough Riders, you needed to be very fit and be able to ride horses and to fight. It was a great challenge that many New Mexicans met. Now, one of the ones I think about, he was the smallest member of the class of 1898 in what is now New Mexico State University. He was the smallest, including the women. Eugene Casey was his name. He graduated in 1898, and uh, he was at the New Mexico College of Agriculture and Mechanical Arts. That's New Mexico State University now. Well, he joined, and he talked his way on, and he got a clerical job in the regiment. Sadly, he caught yellow fever and died in September of that year. The only New Mexico College of Ag and Mechanical Arts, now New Mexico State University graduate, to die in the Spanish-American War. So we still think of him. Now, in 1973, Frank Brito, who was from Las Cruces, New Mexico, was one of only three of the Rough Riders left alive. I saw a story about him. He was a member of H Troop, later was a mining engineer, and a lawman, well, he died on the 22nd of April, 1870, or 1973, at age 96. So that was toward the end of all the members of the Rough Riders. Now... For us that work with green and red chili, this is the best of the time of the year. Why, Michael? Because it's harvest season, so a lot of harvesting going on, a lot of fire roasting going on, and this is what's important. The 51st Hatch Chili Festival is next week, September 1st to the 3rd. Uh, I'll tell you about more on the festival some as we're coming up on it. At the Hatch Chili Festival, which starts again the first three days of September, over the Labor Day weekend, I'm looking forward to seeing the renowned cowboy chef, Kent Rollins. And he is noted. If you watch his YouTube, it is just great. He t talks about making delicious things and telling lots of stories. And I'm looking forward to seeing Kent in person because he's going to be there. I've watched him on television a long, long time. So long that I think, well, you know, I know him because I've seen him on television. Well, maybe I don't know him, but I'm going to meet him there. And not only uh, does he talk about delicious cooking, he shows how it's done and lots and lots of great cooking tips like how to make fried chicken really crispy, and I'm sure you can. Now, this is what's important. It doesn't just work for him. When I use his cooking methods, which I have, it even works for me. And I'm actually a pretty good cook, especially if I'm doing something with chili. But what's nice about the Kent Rollins videos is that you'll see something that you'll try, and it does work. So come out to the... Hatch Festival and see Kent Rollins. He'll be there for sure on Saturday. 
Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. Now, Mondays and Fridays, I talk about culture and history. On Wednesdays, I talk about people because I like to celebrate certain people who really have made a significant difference in New Mexico. Like Conrad Hilton last week and the week before, we had a football player who played professionally. And in that sense, you get lots of stories. Now, a little chilly news. Both Big Jim and Sandia Select are roasted at this time, and they come in a 16-ounce jar that causes a smile, a big smile, when you open. One thing's for sure, all chili peppers are not the same. Some have more or less taste heat. That's that heat that you get. Some are a little more sweet. Well, did you know, or do you care, that the same is true with onions? Those are onions that there are onions not as strong, not as pungent as other onions. They're called sweet onions. They're also used in the development of a new product that I really like. I'm really telling the truth on this. It's Hatch Sweet Onion Dressing. It's great on mashed potatoes, great on steak, great on eggs. About 10% of the onions grown in our area are sweet in nature, meaning they're not as strong, which is what some people like me like. This Hatch Sweet Onion Dressing is so very good. How good is it, Michael? Words are not enough. You must try it. Now, here's something you can do. Use checkout code PODCAST15 to get 15% off of your order of chili, especially this Hatch Sweet Onion dressing, you get 15% off if you use the checkout code PODCAST15. Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico. One thing that happens when people live in Las Cruces or they happen to come to our little slice of paradise, they can come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7A in Las Cruces, New Mexico. It is open from Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, what I need to tell you is we've got some products you may like to see. There's a local honey with hatch red chili, great on biscuits. French fries are great with hatchup, which is ketchup with hatch red chili. You can come and browse and take a look at it. This is Michael Swickert with Enchanting Stories, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We will have lots of news and stories about New Mexico on these podcasts. If you have something or someone you want me to talk about, write to michael at freshchilico.com. Michael at freshchilico. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good, more is better. Bye for now.